you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or, of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hi, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters. And so I'm going to pose a question today. Do you know what timeshares and gym memberships have in common? It actually turns out that there are a few things. One is that they're easy to buy, and then they're hard to get rid of. But the other thing that I think is fascinating is that both models are based on the idea that most people won't use them like they pay for them. So what do I mean by that? There was a time when you went to a gym, you paid a membership fee, you went to the gym and worked out, and if you didn't go to the gym, you canceled the membership fee. But then they came up with something like automatic debit from your checking account. And what they found out was they could sell this over and over and over again because you guys all weren't going to come. Now, I am a self-confessed gym rat. I like to go to the gym a lot. I do long-distance triathlon. And so I am the person that gyms make no money on because I'm there all the time. But every single year, you see the January surge. These are the New Year's resolution people. They come in, they sign up for the gym, they go for about a month or a month and a half. And during that time, all the equipment's busy and the gym is humming. And sometimes you have to wait for a treadmill. And then what happens? Super Bowl parties. And then pretty much that's the end of that. All of a sudden, people stop coming to the gym and a few people stick, but a lot of people don't. But the people that don't stick still pay. And they pay because they hope they'll come back or they want to come back, or maybe they'll come back. Same thing happens in Timeshare. So Timeshare used to sell a specific week. And now what they do is they sell these floating weeks. And they sell floating weeks because they know that most of you won't come back every year. So they oversell the resorts for the weeks because they know that's okay because nobody, everybody's not coming back. So they get to make more money selling the same thing over and over and over again. Because if you went to a gym where it was packed and there were no open machines, and every time you went, it was like that, you wouldn't be a member there. You'd close your membership and you'd go to a different gym. But you don't know how many people are paying for the one Stairmaster that you're on. And frankly, when you're on that Stairmaster, you don't really care. But if you're the person that's paying every month, and I know people who have been paying for gym memberships for years, and you know, it's kind of funny because I work with traditional clients. And so I can remember, you know, you'll have the husband and wife talking about the budget and money they've spent on different things. And one of them will snicker at the gym membership that the other one is paying for that they never use. And it'd be funny if it only happened once, but it happens all the time. 
People go in with the best intentions and they sign up and then they don't cancel. But why wouldn't they just cancel? Well, it turns out that gym memberships have figured out what I just told you, which is most people aren't going to come. So they make it harder to cancel. In today's age, where you can do almost anything online, including order food, you can shop Amazon and have stuff delivered at your house same day or the next day. You can do your banking online and pay your bills online and you can do all kinds of things. And I can even schedule doctor's appointments online now. I don't even have to talk to the office anymore. So you can do all kinds of things online, but when it comes to canceling your gym membership, you need to put those sneakers on and go to the one place you're not going to in order to stop paying for going to the place you're not going to. Now, if that doesn't sound crazy, I don't know what is, but that's what happens. You actually have to go to the gym, sign a form, then you have to pay some kind of a pro rata fee because you can't just go in and cancel it on demand. You have to go in and cancel it for the next month and they'll charge you some kind of a you know, breakup fee. And the breakup fee doesn't seem fair, right? Because probably by the time you go to cancel your gym membership, you haven't been there for a year. Shouldn't that be a long enough separation? It turns out not. That they have a business to run and they want to know how much money is coming in every month. So whether or not you come and use their gym is irrelevant to them. It's really whether or not you pay for their gym. So if you have one of those gym memberships and you say to yourself, I've never go there or I haven't been there in six months, or I haven't been there in a year, or where's that place again? Then you probably want to make the time to go. They also make this harder in that the person who signed the contract has to be the person who goes to the gym and cancels the membership. So back to the husband and wife, the wife's going, you never use that membership, you should cancel it. The husband goes, I just don't have time to go to the gym. And the wife goes, well, I'll go by and take care of it. And they go, no, the husband has to come in. So they really do everything they can to keep you paying. And pay we do. So if you want to get out of that contract, you actually need to be a little forceful about it. So I always say, you know, part, part of what I talk about in my book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, is the idea about being a doubting Thomas and being willing to be uncomfortable. And so one of the things about this is you have to go to that place where all the people that are working out look good and fit, and then you have to tell them how you don't want to be with them anymore. Yes, you're going to sit on your couch and eat bonbons instead. Where's my form and how do I have to pay? So they do everything they can to make you feel lesser than in the process of canceling so that you won't cancel. So I consider this to be a very strong, forceful kind of sales practice. And it's difficult to get out of, but once you're out, you're out. So my recommendation to you is if you've had a gym membership for a while, you should suck it up. Pick a day where you have a vacation day or a day off and decide that you're going to do this for yourself and figure out what it is you're going to spend your $30 to $80 a month on instead. It's not like it's a little bit of money. So the average gym membership in America is $45 a month. So that's $540 a year. I bet you could find something else you might enjoy spending $540 a year on versus a membership that you don't use. Now, if on the other hand, you're a big gym rat like myself, 
you know, these models were made for people like us. And we are grateful for the contributions the rest of you make. But as your financial professional, I'd say to you, you shouldn't be paying my bill. I should pay my bill. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.